0: Everybody, and welcome to podcast number 25 of the Real Estate Show. I'm Cherie Sully, and with me is the amazing, the talented, and the fly fisher woman, oh. Judy <laughs> Steenland. Yes, I, I have a new title. She, she has a new title because, <laughs> you know, we're both learning the skill, but I have to say, Judy has blown me away because she actually caught a rainbow trout by herself without a net, and she hooked that fish, she unhooked that fish with her bare hands, and she survived. A story that it's not my story to tell, and we don't have to talk about it all here, but let's just say the glorious part of that day was it of you catching that fish.
1: That made it all worth it, (laughs) and I feel very accomplished. (laughs) You are accomplished (laughs) in so many ways. Not only are you
0: a real estate rock star and a designer, but then you can go out and you can just battle it out with the fish, and you'll win. Well, it's very therapeutic.
1: I highly recommend it. <laughs>
0: it's, you know, isn't that one neat thing about Colorado and living here is that as much as this town is growing and there's so many things that are happening that feel very urbanized – you can drive thirty minutes away, forty-five minutes away, and you're in a completely different place with no
1: cell phone reception. That's right. It is. It is. It's, it's beautiful, and it is that time away from just everything to kind of clear your mind and, and reset. Yes, and then you come back for more, and then you start all over. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and and right
0: now, you know, the market is the real estate market locally is still. At, as far as an average price, just under 500000 right now. We don't have October's numbers, and we're actually filming this podcast at the very end of October. We don't have those stats yet. It'll be interesting to see if it goes a little bit below four ninety eight, or if it continues to just stay, uh, you know, at that stabilized mark. Right. Um, and right now, as of today, we have For El Paso County. So this isn't just the city, this encompasses the whole county, 688 active single-family listings. And that includes the new construction that's on the MLS as well. So we were a little over a thousand a few weeks ago. Now we're at about 688. At our lowest point, we were in the hundreds, you know, low hundreds. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting to see what that inventory is doing, so it, we're not getting this huge spike of inventory that would show that prices are about to drop and go down into incredible levels of, of a of a bubble. Right. Um, that's everyone is asking. I'm sure they're asking you that too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think the normal course, uh, even just in years past, we see in the fall. Um, homes come on the market we don't you typically have as much inventory as we do in spring and summer so i feel like it's kind of following the traditional path Mm -hmm. of what we're we're seeing it's just that the numbers are different and the the bulk of the numbers are different i can see that um but it's interesting in the last couple of weeks just working with some some clients and some buyers it's been a long time since we've had a whole list of homes to go look at it's you know a one z two z here or there or watch your alert and you know get in the car let's go yes um and so working with some clients we had um over 10 homes that were available for us to go see in the 5 to 600,000 price range wow. so it's a bit of an indication that there is some more homes to choose from and an opportunity for buyers who may have paused their search to, to, to go for it.
0: And even as buyers are maybe re-entering the market mm-hmm. right now, it may be a good point of re-entry. Um, and I know buyers are also watching interest rates carefully yeah. because interest rates are really going to determine, more than anything, uh, their ability to purchase. Right, And if interest rates skyrocket and they go way up into the you know, mid or upper threes, In the future, that's going to change a few things, right? But right now, interest rates are staying at that 3% or just slightly over. Mm -hmm. It is, of course, a little bit higher than where we were at 275, but we're still
1: really low. Right, comparative to Mm -hmm. years past. Um, yes. Before the strange things started happening,
0: but there's there's a little there's a few rumblings, a little bit of change happening in the market, and maybe people have read about it, but maybe they haven't. And Judy, I think you're right in the middle of this, so I think you're very qualified to talk about it. The eye buyer.
1: Right, right. What, what, is, it, what is what is an eye buyer? Yeah, please. that was a term we didn't. You know, we we've not had an experience with for in our market very much of. Mm-hmm. Um, but an eye buyer is. Um, an instant buyer, which is a large conglomerate or corporation that'll come in and make you an instant offer on your home, and they'll just take it as is. Mm-hmm. Um, and some examples of that would be um, Redfin or Zillow or um, Open Door or some of those larger companies that say just make you a, f- a flat offer to take your house and you go, no repairs, nothing. So you have direct experience with this
0: working with a buyer.
1: Um, yeah, we're working on one right now, and. Um, just working on it from um, the buyer's side it it compelled me to do some research into what this I buyer bought this home for the um, the history of how long it took them to get it ready for the market, mm-hmm. what they actually did to the home, and then where what price point they listed it at. And I can tell you, Cherise, through that research on that very specific home, that homeowner took about a hundred thousand dollar loss, ninety seven thousand, so you know, hundred thousand um, dollars, just for the convenience of not having to do anything. For the right? convenience of not having to do anything, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the condition was when they. They, um, you know sold that's it fair. yeah that's fair I don't know what the condition was mm-hmm. but the home was only six years old so how bad could it be um, and based on the disclosures that I looked at there was some paint touch up there were some there were some repairs but nothing that when I look at that list we couldn't have had a contractor go in and do there was not probably $3,000 worth of work to be done. So maybe, you know, they left. So
0: tell me again, the difference, the spread. So the... And, the, and, and, and where did it get... Well, the spread from where the iBuyer mm-hmm. bought it. Right,
1: right and then where did they list it at yeah so i'm just going to use real numbers so people understand what we're talking about yeah. here so the um, the home was probably worth the market value was in the mid 500 range mm-hmm. the i buyer came in and bought the house for the low in the low 400s and wow. turned around did probably and i'm being generous here maybe $3000 worth of repair work they put the house back on the market for $630,000 was anything at 630,000 no. in that neighborhood? No, when you run the numbers for that neighborhood, the numbers should have been in the mid 500 range. But this i-buyer obviously was trying to capitalize on the market, right? So yes. Had a buyer come in and not been able to um, analyze the numbers with um, their agent, with like their you. agent, mm-hmm. or you know, mm-hmm. um, they could have potentially paid a hundred thousand dollars over. So in the whole spread there, there's a two hundred thousand dollars spread between what they bought it for, what they listed it for. Um, and then it ended up sitting on the market. Um, thankfully, no one, you know, at that point, I feel like things were settling down here in Colorado and Springs it was a just little bit. So overpriced. So overpriced. So we ended up, I mean, we went and we toured it, looked at it. Um, ran the numbers, made an offer where that the the market supported, and then um, and we ended up getting it at the number. It was less of an offer. I mean, in this market, it's it's very difficult to make an offer under list price. But you got it and at fair market value. We did not buyer, at I buyer market that's value. That's right. <laughs> the buyer got the house at fair market value, that's and it's it. a lovely home, and it's going to be great for them. Mm-hmm. But it was just a, a a neat exercise in a real life situation to understand how much is the seller actually losing? And how much could a buyer overpay without the proper uh, coaching? I mean, this
0: is critical that people know this and understand it. And you know, the other part of it, it's interesting as we talk a little bit about some changes in the market, that might have been one of the last iBuyer homes that has been out there for this particular company that bought them. Yes,
1: um, because we've heard that that I think that what's happening is they've tried to take advantage of what's happening in the market, and it's biting them, and they're they're losing money. So they've announced that they're not going to be doing that, I mean, at least through 2022. So there's a moratorium, basically, yeah. on the buyer, Right. And
0: so, I mean, I think that's actually really good news, honestly. But uh, for people who are disappointed, mm. that's why you need to know that... Um, Part of the expertise of of what we bring in real estate, part of having an agent, is not just having the agent, but having the tools and being able to have the resources to get the home fixed up and ready. Maybe small renovations before you sell. Small things pay big dividends. We right. always want to see the seller maximize their profit, not to get ripped off by a company that doesn't care about them and they're just a number to that company and they're not following the story of, of what that seller is trying to accomplish or or the things that actually can be done pretty you know, some people are just overwhelmed because they're they don't they don't understand the cost of things and they're afraid. Mm-hmm. And when people really just say, Let me take a minute and examine this. Let me see what I can do and how I can get good counsel, good real estate counsel, so that they can make great decisions and not overdo it, but not underdo it.
1: Right. Well, and to be able to communicate to a buyer in good faith and in good conscience that these things have been done and this is fair market value. This home is worth this. These are not cosmetic, just lipstick jobs. These are real things that make this home worth the price. That's amazing.
0: So guess who, what guess who doesn't have a moratorium real estate agents that's right and we are we are grateful for years and years of being able to walk the marketplace with people in a way that where people become like our our, our family almost that's yes they that's trust right. they it's it's a living breathing relationship. you cannot replace that with a computer click yeah it just there is no replacement. So um, I'm I'm grateful that you know agents are standing the test of time,
1: right? Even and in good markets or hard ones. Yeah, and now more than ever, pricing a home correctly and then being able to counsel our buyers because if we see more inventory coming and we we're not pricing strategically, yes. then we're doing the seller a disservice. Such a true point, Judy. Yeah. So it's time to be
0: strategic. It's not time to be afraid, but just be smart. That's what we want to help you with. So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And if you're not a part of the Colorado Springs market, I hope you're getting something out of it for your marketplace. And if you need a trusted agent in your marketplace, reach out to us. We want to help you find somebody that uh, can walk alongside of you that you can trust.
1: Well, heck, Sharice, even in any other market, we're happy to answer questions. And we can connect them with our partners in any state here in the United States. That's 100% right. Yeah. So thank you so much for
0: tuning in, and we will catch you next time.